The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or constructed as medical or health advice. The information contained in this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Welcome to Ladies Who Health, the podcast for the book smart but not always street smart health professional. This is the show where we put the spotlight on some amazing women in healthcare and attempt to answer some of those questions you didn't even know you had or you've been too scared to ask. You're joined by Melbourne dentist Caitlin and Perth physio Neve. Let's get into the episode. watch is aggressively like every hour on the hour it's like move do you get that do you have one like a like an apple watch or i've got a garmin and like i've i've reached my step goal for today but on the hour every hour it's just like move and then when i'm at work it like i can't move i can't do all the steps that i want to do and so then are you like doing fillings and then like are you pulling out a tooth and then your wrist buzzes and you're like fuck oh literally Literally, <laughs> literally like, um, so I'll be uh, like doing something and I go, and so I don't always wear my watch on my hand as well. Cause like infection control I often have it in a pocket, um, but I can feel it go. And I was like, oh, this, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have this on me because it's distracting. And it's like, is it, you know how like your condition, when you feel a buzz, you're like, is it, yep. is it a text? Is someone messaging me? Yep. Or like just my watch being passive aggressive about how sedentary my lifestyle <laughs> Well, if you listen to last week's episode, don't be sedentary. Apple Watch is trying to love you. Um, not fun. Um, um. <laughs> not fun, especially because it's a garment. So really not fun. Um, I bought it because I uh, last year was like, oh, I really want to learn how to run and not die when I run. And I would love to be able to run five kilometers without stopping. And I achieved that goal because I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy. Really? It's sim- amazing. Go you. I can't. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it's like similar to this podcast, how like I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy a microphone until like we've done like five episodes. And I know that like this is not just something where like where we just like try it out. And we're like, oh, not for us. Mm-hmm. So with uh, watch as well, I was like, well, I'll run five kilometers. And then if it's like something that I enjoy, then yeah, like I'll buy a watch and like I can track my runs and do, like put them on Strava, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, did my 5K lap of Albert Park uh, and was like, this is great. Bought the watch, never ran again. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is as soon as you buy a real mic for Ladies Who Health, that'll be our last episode. Yeah, pretty much. So maybe I really shouldn't buy this microphone. It's the farewell tour, folks. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Although oh, it, it's the John Farnham farewell tour, which means you know that we'll be back at least 10 more times. <laughs> 15 episodes and we're like, okay, we're done now. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we're done now. And then it'll be like 25 episodes, we're done now. Um, anyway, so I've been going for lots of walks, which is the only reason that I've reached my step count for today. All these incredible decorations because it's the grand final today, me. And... It's in Perth this year because I haven't been paying attention very much because I don't care because my team's not in the final. Um, What's your team? <laughs> my team is Essendon, so the Essendon Bombers. I would have said And we haven't, yeah, no, well, we haven't, well, we haven't been in a final since like 2001. So it's not like I ever think that I need to keep this day free for anything. But no, the- <laughs> so little faith in your team i like i haven't watched a single game for the dockers this year because i'm like i know they won't get to the end yeah well to be fair we did really well this season but we sort of just choked uh we got to the finals and then we choked so lost interest completely it's the joggies versus the d's and the hood is a hundred percent d's territory Ah. like the people have painted their fences people have scarves their doors people have like printed signs painted murals it's fantastic I love the passion the passion is because they haven't won since like mm, mm-hmm. the, it was like 1960 the, something or something yeah like ages yeah um so it's exciting for them and it's probably going to be what I feel like in like 2050 when the bombers finally get good again <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just I'm like part of me is like I'm like I, I I'm an underdog fan. I go for the doctors. Yeah. Hello, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I kind of I'm like I really want the demons to win because it's been so long since they've won. But then I'm also like, 
no, I need someone to have not won a grand final longer than the Dockers have not won a grand final because we've never oh. won one. But like, oh. I they I haven't won that. for longer periods. So I'm like, if the demons win, mm. that means like mm. Frio might be the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna watch it? It's actually in Perth this year, like. Well, I feel what? like I should because this is the first and probably only time it will ever be held in Perth. Um, so I feel like I should. But to be honest, I keep forgetting about it. And then I went for a walk with my mate mm. this morning and she was like, you want to watch the grand final? I was like, oh, it's not today. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got lots of study to do because um, I'm doing my master's. I've got lots of work to do. So part of me is like, maybe I'll put it on the background, but I just it'll just be distracting. So probably not. But I would if someone like wanted to watch it with me, I'd go watch it. <laughs> but no one wants to hang out with me, so no. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care. I'm not right. gonna watch it. We'll record a podcast during the time. Oh wait, what time is it? <laughs> yeah, no. It's we it's at a weird time this year. Like I thought or well, growing up, I think the grand final was always in the afternoon, but I feel like it's at night time today. And I can't tell if that's just because of the time difference. No, but. so I think it has been moved to like 5 p.m. And I'm like, so people in the eastern states are going to be watching it like 10 p.m when it finishes which yeah like that's bedtime i'm asleep by that point 100 percent bedtime but also if this had been like normal times and it was you know seven o'clock grand final you can't really party after like i like the day drinking aspect of new grand final absolutely absolutely gotta have the day drinking aspect or it's just not a grand final i went to the i went to a cafe today and i like had this like really delicious like egg scroll thing I don't even know what it was um, but I went to this cafe and I ordered like a like a latte and she was like oh what's your name I was like Caitlin and she just looked at me like what I was what? like Caitlin and she was like can you spell that for me and I was like okay c-a-i-t-l-y-n and then she wrote it down and then later when they were bringing my coffee out to me like he was just like latte and because she'd written something that wasn't Caitlin even though I spelled it out to her and it made me think of like the fast five five question that we have like what's your coffee name oh I should have just said Kate like my (laughs) life be easier if I had just said Kate that's so odd that she didn't know wait that's what I'm so confused by that story Caitlin is such a common name that's what I thought I think it just comes to the fact like boils down to the fact that maybe I don't enunciate properly like Caitlin Caitlin hello welcome my name is hello. Caitlin I would like a large to the BBC. <laughs> well that happened this morning I went for a walk with my mate and um her name's Tatum hi Tatum shout out on the podcast you're welcome and they were like coffee t- for tattoo and it's like <laughs> oh but like Channing Tatum like that's mm-hmm. I, everyone knows Channing Tatum I mean so it's, Tatum. it's Tatum for a first name, you know, it's not one of your stock standard ones, but why would her name be Tattoo? Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's definitely a reach. Anyway. my name out for this person. I know. Came out as like, it wasn't even a name and the guy was just like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all in the scheme of things. And I was like, I spelled it out. That's so <laughs> odd. Oh my goodness. Oh dear. Well, at least... Caitlin, at least some people know our name. I was looking through our stats the other day because I'm nosy. Um, hello to our listeners in Belgium, Germany, India, and America. Welcome, everybody. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Guten Tag and uh, howdy, y'all. <laughs> I really hope we didn't offend anyone in America with our terrible accents. Um it's just all 18 listeners all 18 american listeners and i apologize to american listeners for our terrible american accents about physical therapists (laughs) 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 i apologize on behalf of lady sue health it was really bad all accents on this podcast are never meant to harm anyone (laughs) they're all done out of love they are all done out of us thinking that we're hilarious <laughs> that's it that's us that's it we've definitely gone off the sidetrack okay well speaking of lovely listeners we received some like kindest feedback from a listener in perth esther Yay! um who 
had some great suggestions for upcoming episodes and things that we could talk about. She also recommended a book to us, uh, Emotional Female by Yumiko Kudota. And I'm about halfway through. It is, so far, I am finding it so relatable. As an emotional female myself, I can't wait to sort of uh, unpack this a little bit more and maybe discuss it with you in the future, Neve. Absolutely. We'll, we'll figure something out. But yes, let's definitely chat about that book because I don't even need to read the book to know that I'm an emotional female. <laughs> I'm all over the shop. I'm mad, folks. i got to stop saying folks. You have to say folks like a lot. More than the average folk. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to say average Joe. I don't know. I got into a habit of it and I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Folks, tell me what you think. <laughs> folks? I... <laughs> for like my parents you know oh yeah my parents my folks I think I think I am trying to be like that's all folks mm. like my favorite folk is folklore <laughs> um yes absolutely yeah, actually kind you. of enjoying this this folk um riff, riff. tangent riff. tangent <clears throat> well uh anyway so maybe this is the second second episode in a row that you're bringing the story from the news cycle you're doing a heavy lifting here and you know what and for the next five weeks I won't do it at all um (laughs) you're welcome um but Caitlin I heard of this thing that I want to know okay would you like something that boosts your energy improves your libido improves your sleep your concentration and your creativity would you like like a magic magic thing to do this I'm a bit hesitant to say yes, but I'm going to... Because it sounds like a magic pill, right? Uh, sounds to, to be true, so it probably isn't. Yep, that's about it. So people are saying that doing this activity is going to give you all of these benefits. People have been sunning their perineum. So the perineum... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you say that? Just one more time. I don't think I heard you correct. So people have been sunning the area between the anus and the genitals. So either anus no, I got to that. I got that bit. or anus to vulva. So people have been mm-hmm. like putting, hiking their legs up or sticking their bum in the air in a downward dog to get some sun on their bum. Firstly, do you have any thoughts on this? Um. So now that you've said this I feel like I have heard of people like sunning their vagina mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and I'm not trying to I don't know if this is a real connection but I feel like I've heard like Gwyneth Paltrow does this and yep. therefore hey, this is pseudoscience and Shailene Woodley also does it I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what it was probably Shailene Woodley that yeah. I heard about yeah but like you can see how I made that connection <laughs> It just sounds like something that Gwyneth Paltrow would do. Mm, Very goopy. So one Instagram video mentioned in a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy, more than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. (laughs) So you know those people that think that the sun shines out of their bum? (laughs) They're like really wholesome because the sun shines into their bum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. sun shines into their bum. They're Sorry, actually wrong vernaculars. Oh, and yeah, they're actually better fun. than that. So <laughs> I had to look into this because I was like, okay. what the fuck? Uh, people are saying it's like a, a Taoist belief, which is like an ancient Chinese philosophy. Did you I know what? Okay. okay. No, you didn't mispronounce that. But I have such an issue. Oh, tell me. With, okay, I have to be very careful about how I say this. But I have such an issue with people typically from like Western cultures, Mm -hmm. just cherry picking things. And then also sort of like, okay, I don't really know about this sunning the vagina perineum stuff, to be fair. But I imagine that they've just sort of picked something sort of on the fringe of like Eastern culture and then like made it like hip and trendy and cool. And it's always this thing where like, you know, we're happy to take from the culture, but then like, ew, your food is weird or like, you know, this or that. And that is, it frustrates me. But it also frustrates me when like 
they use things like meditation and mindfulness, which is definitely like Eastern concepts and has Eastern origins 100%. They cherry pick the things that they like and then they change them. And then, but they still say, oh, this is Taoist. or Oh, this is Buddhist. But then they've like completely convoluted it for their own benefit and for their own gain. And it's like lost its meaning in the end, Mm. at the end, which, so side note, so please continue to tell me. No, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yes, absolutely. Oh, it frustrates me to no end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have so many thoughts. No, Caitlin, I completely agree. Um, Absolutely. So people are saying it's, it's this, it's not really, at least that I know of, and I'm happy to be wrong there. But like you said, it's cherry picking one thing that people want to do when saying oh but it's very ancient and it's very good for you there mm. is zero evidence on this being good for you yeah zero it's kind of like the paleo diet it's like oh <laughs> we're gonna eat like paleo paleolithic paleolithic paleo like paleo diet. back in the day when they only lived to 20 years old yeah exactly. that's good yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Anyway, mm. we're not going to get down that tangent because I feel like we're going to have a whole lot of haters on our door. Yeah, oof. Yeah, oofed. Um, but oofed. anyway, <laughs> it is not safe. The evidence out there is that this doesn't work. It's also very unsafe. So the skin down by your genitals, your perineum, the vulva, the area between your anus and your scrotum, it's very, very thin. And is very, very subject to sunburn, to risk of skin cancer. <laughs> but basically, it is not very safe. Um, there's not a lot of evidence or recommendations to ever do this. And the article I looked at was like, if you were wanting some relaxed meditation time or some mindfulness time or, or just to have a moment to yourself, maybe don't put your bum in the air. It's not good for you. So... It's just very interesting and look, I will not be racing outside to put my perineum out in the sunshine. I was just thinking, I was just thinking like, oh, put your bum in the air. <laughs> Don't care. There ain't no party like a perineum party. <laughs> oh dear. Well, look, I just feel like we got to put the PSA out there. Sun's coming out. Sun's around the corner. Please cover. Perineum Sunning Association. Please cover your perineum while you are out in the sun because it it ain't safe, folks. Oh, it's that folks again. Ah! Neve and I haven't been doing this podcast for very long. Episode five, baby. And we, full disclosure, have actually known all the guests in person. I'm not sure if you could tell with that interview with Sam BOT that. (laughs) Maybe we knew each other beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So we personally have known all of the guests that we've had so far. So I actually messaged our next guest before we'd released a single episode of the podcast. Kayla okay, was so keen. <laughs> Just on a long shot that she might do us the favor of um, coming on our podcast. And she was so lovely, so gracious. Uh, she is such an accomplished person. And I'm so excited to have her on the pod. So today we actually have Dr. Amanda Nguyen, who is an oral medicine specialist in Perth. She is an oral medicine specialist. She's a PhD candidate. She's an adjunct senior lecturer at UWA. And she's a consultant at Perth's Children's Hospital. So she does a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't keep up. I'm like, how do you have this many hours in the day to do all of this stuff? To say that she is an amazing woman in healthcare is a definite understatement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she's done so many things, but honestly, we, we just want to get to listening to her. We'll put Amanda's bio in the show notes so you can all have a read about the amazing things she's done. But let, should we just get straight to the interview, Caitlin? I, I think we should, because I think nothing that we can say is going to be as good as what she can say. So let's just let her do yeah. the talking. We didn't have to talk at all in this interview. It was great. <laughs> Here we go. Today on Ladies Who Health, we have Amanda Punwin. Amanda is an oral medicine specialist in Perth, and we're very lucky to have her on the podcast. Welcome to Ladies Who Health. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We're so excited to have you here. 
it feels kind of surreal because I see your posts on TikTok and on Instagram all the time. And Neve and I are very new to the podcasting world and we reached out to you and you were very lovely uh, enough to accept our invitation. So we're very, very grateful that you have joined us here today. Oh, always happy to have a chat. Well, then you're in the right place. We love chatting. <laughs> to start us off, we like to do a bit of a fast fire five, which is just five questions to break the ice, get us going, get the chat going. So are you ready? First thing that comes off the top of your head. What is your Hogwarts house? Slytherin. Slytherin. <gasps> oh, you are in the company of two Hufflepuffs, like two very much the Hufflepuffiest of Hufflepuffs. But I actually have heard that <laughs> Hufflepuffs and Slytherins get along really well. So I think we're all in good company. Wait, hang on. Is this is is this like the official one that I was sorted into into Pottermore, or is this the one that I think I am? Oh, great question. <laughs> because I have I have the same dilemma as you. Because yeah. on Pottermore, mm. I was sorted into Ravenclaw, right? Me too. But yeah. But in my heart of hearts, I know I'm a Hufflepuff. All of my friends have told me I'm the Hufflepuffiest of Hufflepuffs. So I think if Harry's allowed to, you know, have sway Pick over yourself. the sorting hat, yep. we're allowed yep. to as well. Okay, good. well, <laughs> then, then I'm Slytherin. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Amazing. Oh, but it's great though, because like one of the defining aspects for Slytherin is ambition. And do you reckon you're a pretty ambitious person? I think so. I think so. I mean, sometimes ambition is thought of to be not not a good thing but I think it's a good thing like you know like you don't want to step over people obviously too much but I think it's good to have some ambition I, I think I'd agree with that as absolutely well. yeah yeah and also you know green's my color ah there you go the truth <laughs> are that yellow is not my color <laughs> I'm fully a Hufflepuff mainly for the yellow all right what is your favorite tooth the upper left canine Yep, the maxillary left canine, because that's the one that I have a tooth gem on. Oh, very yeah. cool. I got one of my friends to stick it on. They have a bit of a bad rap, they but, do. you know, I think it's a bit of fun. It was it was quite popular in the 80s, so one of my dentist friends uh, ordered a pack-in to do it for a patient, and I was like, yeah, I just put one on there. I quite like the look of it. So that's currently my favourite tooth. Wait, what's a tooth gem? Sorry, I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> it's like a little crystal that you can glue on your uh, on your tooth. So you know how like you can get like grills, which are removable like things that people can put over their teeth. I think Post Malone had one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A tooth gem is just something that you actually just stick on. So it's like bedazzled teeth. Pretty much. Yeah. <gasps> That's amazing. It's and it's um yeah, and it lasts what well, mine's lasted for a couple of months now. And then when I'm ready, um the dentist can just remove it for me pretty easily. There's no damage to the teeth. That's so I mean, cool. it's pretty, it's pretty baller. And I just anticipate after the release of this podcast, there's going to be a spike in tooth gem sales. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I, I think they're pretty cool. And at first I was like, oh, you know, a patient's going to think that I'm unprofessional or uh, any of my colleagues going to say anything. Everyone seems to like it. Nobody said anything negative well, to my face anyway. So I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. That's amazing. That's so cool. So the upper oh. left canine. Love it. Mm. Love it. Um, what is your most used most used emoji? Either the thumbs up mm -hmm. or the smiley face, but the blushing smiley face. <laughs> oh, that is a cute emoji. I do like that one. <laughs> oh, classic ones there. Love it. Um, what's the craziest thing that you've ever biopsied? That's interesting. <laughs> Maybe um lip filler. Actually, I've had a patient Ooh. that had an upper lip. Yeah, that had a, that they had an upper lip swelling, um, and it was a lip filler that had gotten infected, so yeah. I had to biopsy it to drain it and to remove it. And they um this patient had it done overseas, and it just came out like a bit of like a yellow slug. It just bloop, 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 bloop oh. into the pathology pot. I knew it was the filler though, and I was like, oh, this is quite interesting. Yeah, but she recovered, so it was a really good result. But yeah, that that's probably the weirdest thing. <laughs> oh my god. Did you take a video of it? I feel like that would have looked really interesting as it was coming. Oh uh, no, I probably should have, to be honest. Um, but didn't I think that's sometimes a lot of the, the, the problem with a lot of these cases that we do. Sometimes we um like because obviously we have to get separate consent if we want to video it or share it. And in her case, you know, I I just went ahead and did my normal routine mm. procedure. And then afterwards I was kind of like, oh, that would have been a good one. But yeah, that didn't. <sighs> That's amazing. Sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the final fast fire question. Um, 
is does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. 100%. Amazing. Why would anyone not want pineapple? It's sweet. It's juicy. It goes well with ham. I eat the pineapples (laughs) that people pick off their pizza and leave on the side. I'm like, oh, can I have, can I put extra pineapple on mine? Amazing. So good. Amanda, you're, you have a partner, don't you? Yeah, I'm married. Yep. So you okay? So you're you're married. So you have escaped the awful world that Neve and I are currently in, which is the world of (laughs) online dating. And the question, "Does pineapple belong on pizza?" often comes up as Mm -hmm. there's like a prompt on Hinge that'll be like, "My most controversial opinion is that," and then people will always write that pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. And honestly, it's a really good way to weed out the people you don't (laughs) need in your life. Well, I, I just don't understand it. Like, what's what's wrong with it? You know, like, does strawberry belong on bread? Like, it, it does. Like, why not pineapple or pizza? It's very... Strawberries on, on bread? Strawberries. Tell us. Yeah, like jam. <laughs> oh, like <my> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I could have phrased that a bit, but I'm like, you know, like jam. Like, like we, put, we put fruit on things all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, it does. No. Yeah, absolutely. We were so slow <laughs> on the pickup there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, it's my fault. I, I, I should have, I should have uh, explained yeah. it. No, that's more than okay. My one of my favorite <laughs> fun facts is that pineapple on pizza or Hawaiian pizza was created by a Greek man in Canada as an homage to Chinese food. Oh, and the reason that it's called Hawaiian pizza is because of the brand of pineapple that he used rather than anything to do with Hawaii whatsoever. Oh, well, maybe I'll ask one thing back to you guys. Ooh, does please. pineapple belong in sweet and sour pork? Absolutely, it yes. does. Yeah, I think so too. So like, you know, sweet and sour <laughs> pork, pizza. Yeah, delicious. A sweet and sour um, pizza would be great as well. Pork and pineapple Actually, yes. tacos? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. 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 More pineapple yep. in the world is needed, I think. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. All right. Well, we'll move on to some of the more, you know, less the less fun questions. We'll move on to some of the... <laughs> it's all downhill know. from here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the non-food related questions. But uh, Amanda, so I'm not sure if you know, if you're a millennial like us, which I suspect that you are, you'll know that there was a meme a few years ago that had six different images and on each of them it was about like, you know, what your friends think you do, what your patients think you do. Um, what the public think you do and what you actually do. So I guess we're going to ask you, what do your friends and family think you do? What do your patients think you do? And what do you actually do in your job? Hmm. So I would like to think that my friends and family have a pretty good understanding of what I do. Um, Because I do talk about what I do a lot. Like I do, Mm. as you know, you know, have an Instagram for oral medicine, Facebook page, talk about cases and I lecture quite a lot. So I would feel that my friends and family do. Um, I recently started to join other social clubs because I realized that all my friends were doctors <laughs> and dentists. And I was like, okay, I, mm. I need to branch out a little bit more. But my current friends, um, pretty sure that they they do know what I do or at the very least, they do know that um, oral medicine is a branch of dentistry and I look at like, you know, bumps and stuff in the, in the mouth and I see some patients in pain. So I think friends and family will probably have a fairly accurate idea of what I do um there is a lot of confusion between oral medicine and and oral pathology which I will come back to Um, I don't look under the microscope Uh, I think some people think I do that Um, the other one was was it friends and family and then the other one was what do your patients patients think I do yeah yeah um well I suppose patients will be fairly confident about knowing what I do because they know that I'm treating them for what they're in for. <laughs> so I think that they'll be like, oh, you know, I've got like a red and white patch in my mouth. Or this is why Amanda's seeing me. So they understand that. Sometimes they don't maybe understand the full breadth of oral medicine, or the scope of oral medicine. So I see oral mucosal conditions. Um, I see temporomandibular joint disorders, headaches, and I make devices for dental sleep medicine. So sometimes, for example, if I'm seeing someone for, um, you know, a bump or a lump or a color change or something funny inside their mouth, they'll look behind me and they can see like some images of the jaw joint and, you know, a couple of flyers about sleep medicine. And they ask me like, oh, like, do you also see those things? And, if, you know, if they're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll let them know as well some of the other things. So I think patients are so not too bad. I mean, they at least have some idea, which is why they've been referred to see me in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the public... Um, 
honestly, I don't think they even know that I exist. Like, I think they <laughs> won't even know that oral medicine is a specialty. Or even what? Like, I don't think they would have even heard of it. Um, I, I think within dentistry, um, there is recognition of what oral medicine is. Within some medical professionals, I think there will be, but there still are a lot of GPs, doctors, you know, uh, allied health professionals who don't know about oral medicine. Nave. very common very common honestly and and, you know I I think the reasons are multifactorial I mean one of it is that there are only 37 Mm. now I think or maybe 35 oral medicine specialists in Australia oh wow so yeah so there's there's not a lot of us I mean I think if you go to other countries like the UK and you know the US you know there's definitely a lot more oral medicine specialists there but we are a small specialty Mm. so lots of times you will find like you know um for example medical gps um they see patients with these you know either jaw pain or or a a taste change or burning mouth or something and Mm. they're like oh i don't know where to send this patient maybe we'll send them to ent and ent will be like this is not a surgical thing like you know like (laughs) and then patients get lost in the system a little bit Mm. but I, I think I think that's changing that's changing. especially you know with opportunities that you guys have offered to come onto your podcast to have a chat like the more people know about it the more they realize that you know we exist mm. absolutely mm. well yeah definitely on behalf of uh like uh, allied health you know <laughs> not on behalf of all allied health but as an allied health health professional as a physio until Caitlin was like oh my goodness we've got Amanda like she's coming on the podcast I was like what's oral medicine I'm so sorry I'm, and yeah. to be honest yeah feel confused because I thought dentistry was just kind of you know like everyone was under the umbrella of dentists so oral medicine is that under the umbrella of dentistry or is it kind of on a different different umbrella yes and I think this is where some of the confusion is as well so mm. in Australia, um, oral medicine is a dental specialty. There are, I think, 13 dental specialties. The most mm. common one that I think most people would be aware of, for example, is an orthodontist. So mm. if you need to get braces done, um, general dentists can do it or for more complicated cases that they will go to a orthodontist who's um, mm. a dental specialist that's done, that's done additional training in this. Um, dentistry, um, I think, may be a little bit different in the sense that a general dentist can actually do anything um, if they are properly trained and have, you know, and have the, have the experience to do it. So not, so you will still find general dentists that do, you know, periodontal treatment or do braces or do implants or do some oral medicine. Um, so sometimes there's a bit of confusion, I think, as to when it needs to go to a specialist or not. And that really is up to the person that is referring. Um, in Australia, it, it's a dental specialty. Um, in the UK and in some different countries, it used to be dual qualified. So in New Zealand, you actually need a medical and a dental degree before becoming an oral medicine specialist, oh. similar to oral maxillofacial surgery. So there, sometimes there's a little bit of confusion whether the oral medicine specialist um, has both degrees or one degree. However, it's a lot more common now to have done dentistry and then move straight on to oral medicine. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness, there's so much meld to the world of dentistry and health that I didn't even know existed, which is so exciting. And like, it's it just sounds so great because you can really reach out and go like, oh, not quite my area, but I'll just go ask my colleague over here who can really help with this. And, you know, it, it, it really is that thing of we need to, we work in such a team environment in health and having all the different specialists who can just go, oh yeah, I got that, I got that bit, got that bit. You know, it's so, it's so cool. And I think it might be a bit um, similar in physio, if I'm not wrong, because I do work with some physiotherapists or, you Mm. know, for uh, my patients with temporomandibular joint disorder. And I think it's, I'm not sure if it's an actual specialty or a subspecialty, but I think not everyone does it. So I like refer to the people that I do know that do do it, but I'm sure there's more intricacies there than I'm aware of as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's really funny that you should mention uh, physios and TMD and all that because me <laughs> herself has recently been suffering from some TMD. Oh. <laughs> I, for two weeks, like, couldn't really talk or smile because I my jaw was so sore. Like, I couldn't really oh. open it up. Much better now. Um, but, yeah, no, it was that thing of I am a physiotherapist. So I've got, like, my bachelor's degree in that. Um, I'm currently doing my master's in pediatric physiotherapy but I have no idea about the jaw. I have no idea how to treat it. And we would go to a specialist TMJ or TMD um, physiotherapist or, you know, and it's just, you can't get your run of the mill physio to do all of the above. You know, we do specialize in our different areas, just like, you know, everybody does, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You touched briefly before about um, oral pathology and 
oral medicine. So could you explain a bit more about what the difference is between those two? In essence, oral medicine is a clinical specialty. So oral medicine specialists see patients. So we, mm-hmm. we treat them, we do biopsies, you know, we, we make splints, we do examinations, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and oral pathologist in the strict, in, in the strict sense is actually someone who uh, specializes in diagnosing pathology. So in most cases, uh, if I do a biopsy, for example, I take the sample and I send the sample to an oral pathologist to give me a pathology report on what they've seen under the microscope. So that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Um, but, you know, even among dentists all the time, I get I get comments that, you know, sent to an oral pathologist or I speak to an oral pathologist. Mm. Um, it's quite it's, it's quite different. And there's actually uh, two different specialties and they recognize as two different specialties. Um, Amanda, what inspired you to actually get into the field of oral medicine instead of like staying in, in general dentistry, for example? Yeah, so I worked as a general dentist for about five years and I did some um, further studies. So I did my membership in the Royal Australasian College of Dental Surgeons as a general dentist, uh, which is a two-year part-time program. As part of that program, you had to do case reports and short answer questions and attend courses. And I realized that I actually found general dentistry quite overwhelming. Um, I think a lot of people um, think that being a specialist like is really good and really awesome and all of that sort of stuff. But actually being a good general dentist, I find it's very difficult because you have to know enough about a very wide scope. And I was just like, you know, seeing all of these things um, or online, especially that was becoming quite popular. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do all of these like really beautiful work that people were posting. And I said, okay, maybe I'll just focus on the the narrow aspect of something and become really good at it. Mm. Which, you know, uh, to me, sounded like specialty might be worthwhile considering. So I realized that I did like studying when I was going through the MRACDS program. Didn't do that in dentistry. When I was in dental school, I was like, who would ever want to specialize? Like, who would be crazy? But then I realized that, okay, actually, I did want to learn more. I did want to do a little bit of study. And I wanted to know a lot about a very narrow aspect of things. Um, and then I very seriously considered pediatric dentistry as well as oral medicine. Um, oral medicine because I found it very interesting pediatric dentistry because I really like kids and you know to be fair I don't think I've ever met a pediatric dentist that I didn't like like they're all lovely people so I said, <laughs> you know this is cool yeah um, and then I think it was just a little bit of serendipity because I do like pediatric oral medicine actually that, that that's one that is one aspect that I really do enjoy um, but it made more sense for me to become an oral medicine specialist and then take an interest in pediatric oral medicine then do pediatric mm. dentistry and then take an take an interest in oral med yeah so mm. it worked out really well that's awesome. So you're getting the best of both worlds. Mm. The pediatric and oral medicine. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a funny anecdote or experience that has happened at work or with some or with a patient? Like I know that Caitlin and I often come out of sessions and just have the funniest stories to tell. So do you have do you have a good story for us? Oh yeah, well, I do have one. Um so I, I am Catholic um, and I was treating a, uh, a priest for a uh, oral condition that he had mm-hmm. and it was not a serious uh, condition. So he recovered and it was all good. And then at his last appointment, I gave him the good news that it was all good and he doesn't have to come back to see me anymore. Um, and he, this is probably only funny you're Catholic to be fair, but he reached out <laughs> his hand to, to give me a blessing. Yeah. I thought he was trying to high five me. So I <laughs> high fived him. <laughs> Yeah, and then he was like, oh, no, child, I was just going to give you a blessing. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I think that's uh, funny, even if you're not Catholic. Oh, God. That's and hilarious. then my, um, my, uh, my, it's just because I work with an oral health therapist, and she was, um, she saw it, and she just, she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, that would, like, keep me awake at night of just, like, it wasn't a high well, to, to add like to add like an extra layer to this, right? As he put his hand up to bless me and I high-fived it, he moved his hand away and I thought it was weird. So I just kept oh. trying to high-five it still. I have not seen him since because that was his last appointment with me. <laughs> that is um that is too relatable. That is I feel something that is yeah that, that I would do as well so. <laughs> yeah oh my goodness I, I like I I feel it too much in my bones because like oh no I've done that like too many times yep. but more I'm the one who like goes high five and nobody does so I just keep my hand up for a really long time and then just do a self high five if I saw that 
I, I would give you a high five. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you. I'm just going to hang out with you more and I'll get all the high fives I need. <laughs> if the priest saw that, he'd give you a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you know, right? So, so, so if you see someone, uh, if you see a Catholic priest and they put their hand up, yeah, you probably just want to bow your head. Instead. I'm not going to go for it. Um, but that's, it's the equivalent. It's like the dental equivalent of um, like the waiter saying, enjoy your food and you saying, you too. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's I actually it's saw on... a really funny video the other day and I tagged one, one of my good friends in it actually um because I thought he'll find it funny he, he's a dentist as well <laughs> so um you know how um after you go to the dentist you have a bib that's around your front and then normally when you um the, the dentist will remove it for you so the patient stood up with the bib and then the the dentist went in to take the bib off but the patient ah! thought that they were trying to hug them so like the patient tried to hug the dentist and the dentist was like oh no I'm just gonna take the bib off <laughs> And I feel like yep. that could very easily happen. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. gosh. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned like the video that you tagged your friend in, but you also mentioned earlier on that, you know, you're pretty active on, on social media, TikTok, mm. Instagram, Facebook. Um, yep. How do you actually use that? Like, I sound like such a, I sound like such a boomer, but like, how do you utilize that <laughs> modern technology? How is the Instagram Social media in work? particular. Yeah. <laughs> How does the Facebook work? How, how do the TikToks work? Um, but how, how do you actually use all of that to um, to support your patients and to share your passion for oral medicine? Yeah, so it actually started quite differently when I was uh, doing oral medicine as a registrar. And I found oral medicine very interesting. And there were things that I noticed, like, for example, that I never knew as a general dentist. So I've been blogging since I was 12, right? Because I grew up in Singapore and that was like, oh, everybody had a blog spot <laughs> at, at that awesome. age. So yes. So I started to post things on Instagram because Instagram is a, photo, is a photo platform. And a lot of these things, are, you know, at the start, they were like clinical photographs or pathology photographs that I thought were quite interesting. Um, and then over time, like I, I just kept that up. And then I realized that they're on Instagram, or at least to me, I, I still don't think there's no way to actually easily search. So for example, if I'm like, if someone asks me a question, they're like, oh, like, what do you think this is? And I'm like, I actually put a photo up of, of this, this condition, like, you know, like six months ago, um, I can't very easily search for it. Like, I think I've actually got to scroll through and find it. And that's probably because I'm not amazing. I don't really, I think hashtags are difficult to use for something like this. So then I actually created a Facebook page um, that way I found it a lot easier to search on Facebook and plus because I'm slightly older a lot of my friends are on Facebook um, it's not <laughs> not not all because Instagram is like the newer thing for younger people right so a lot of my like people in the it sounds terrible but you know people like the 40s and 50s and stuff they, they are on Facebook a lot more so I started to do um, mm. that Facebook post there are a lot of dental forums on Facebook as well and I was able to cross post some of that on there um, and then it was sort of like a natural thing where it evolved that photographs were good. And then sometimes I wanted to give more information. So then I would like film a video on it. Um, and then TikToks was something that I basically just experimented with. Um, I think a lot of my TikToks, I started to do more during COVID lockdown. And honestly, I was just a little bit bored. So I was like, <laughs> look, I'll just experiment with a little bit of this because I actually find TikTok videos quite funny. I, I, I know a lot of people find them silly, but I think there's some good stuff on there. So I've just done a little bit of um, TikTok, but not that many. I think um, Instagram and the, and Facebook seem, uh, are still the ones that I spent the most time on. Mm. Um, I do like to do YouTube videos to explain certain conditions and things like that. But the TikTok, uh, but the YouTube videos do take up a lot more time. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned before that like um, Facebook is better for like older people and and Instagram's more young. But I'm actually feeling um, like a bit of a geriatric millennial now because nowadays the kids are using TikTok, they use Snapchat. They I have so many kids that just send videos of themselves to their friends of them being in the dental chair. And I'm like, excuse me, like I'm trying to do a filling here. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel yeah, I definitely feel that like sort of aging out of the of the social media. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, no. I, I I feel you. But the thing about TikTok, the views on TikTok is insane. Like, really? um, you know, normally on Instagram, I think I get like you know a few a few hundred like likes. Maybe if I'm lucky, like a thousand. Um, but on TikTok, I think there was one video that I made. I just duetted someone who had a uh, a diagnosis of melanoma on his back that was picked up. Um, and it had like thirty three thousand mm. views or something. And I was like, oh, that's where everyone is on TikTok. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although this yeah. was probably during um this was probably during um, um COVID as well. So I think maybe more people yeah. just at home. <laughs> What's something outside of your job or career that you're quite proud of? Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I mentioned before was that I realized over the last couple of years that I'm so into dentistry and oral medicine that I barely do anything else, <laughs> right? Because like, for example, like in my spare time, if I'm not seeing patients uh, in oral medicine, because I work in many, I work in like a lot of different hospitals as well. Like if I'm not seeing patients in oral medicine, I'm doing my um, oral medicine Facebook or my personal Facebook. I do a couple of things with different associations like the college, um, like the Australian Dental Association. Um, I was kind of like, Hmm, maybe I need more of a balance. So I started, and I and I don't think it's only me. That's the other thing as well. Like, and, and a lot of people that I know, they work very hard and they don't really have many hobbies. Mm. So I started to do like a couple of social club things where just once or twice a month, we actually catch up. We don't do anything related to dentistry. So one of the things that I've been trying, I'm not, I'm not particularly good at it, but I started to do a couple of artsy things. So like we've had a few like painting classes, pottery classes, so I think I've tried to dabble my head in that a little bit. Um, I am very food obsessed. So <laughs> I do eat out fairly regularly. I, I do like to cook. So I think I'm just trying to maybe spend a little bit more time doing some of those things. Mm. Um, and I think the response among um, my colleagues and friends, because I'll be like, hey, do you want to go along to this? And they're like, yeah, I always wanted to, but never like never did it. So let's go. Mm. So, you know, the other day we went to like the orchids to see the cherry blossoms and things like that. So I thought like that was quite... Um, quite nice so I think uh, yeah I think work-life balance is always a bit of a challenge but I think where I am hopefully getting a bit better at that yeah speaking of work-life balance we've heard that you are also studying <laughs> philosophy is that oh um I uh, it's actually a PhD so I uh, yeah so I'm actually a PhD candidate um at the moment at uh at UWA <laughs> oh my goodness so oh because being an oral medicine specialist wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, just between uh, well, between us and the audience, um, I do like it. I have excellent supervisors, but I do feel that, you know, yeah. it's, it's always a perpetual balance <laughs> with, with achieving good work-life balance. And I think uh, with the PhD, I may have bitten a little bit off more than I can chew. But then all my friends who do PhDs, mm. they're kind of like, everybody feels this way. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Is <laughs> it just sure you with that. having trying to do yeah. XYZ plus, 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 plus? Or is it just a PhD is really hard? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, uh, I, I, I do feel that maybe, maybe everyone who does do a PhD just goes mm. through this phase. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, what am I doing? What yeah. am I doing with uh, my life? <laughs> I mean, that's even me. Like, I'm doing my master's and I'm like, oh God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And oh yeah, I could do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not doing any further study. And I often ask, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned like doing more social stuff out of work because we actually mentioned this on a, uh, uh, Neve and I interviewed each other as our first two episodes yes. of the podcast. And on my um, episode, I was asked, like, what's something that I do outside of, of, of work that I'm proud of? And my friend, who's also a dentist, um, the two of us, we set up a little, like, social club. And oh, we do wonderful. do things like go to pottery. And we do yes. things like paint and sip nights uh, when, yes. when um, lockdowns allow us to. But it's so funny because when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I thought I was original. <laughs> but I think I, think I might no, just be no, like oh, everyone no. else. <laughs> No, I think it's really good because I think it really just highlights the fact that dentistry mm. is hard enough, right? Like we don't, like we, there's so much pressure on us to go for CPD and do all of these things. And our switch off time, sometimes we're on Facebook, on forums, looking at other dental cases. Like sometimes we just want to get together all and, you know, <laughs> go, yeah, like yeah. just go to the driving range. Like don't, like don't think mm. about anything else. Um, yeah, no. So I, I think it's good. Like, I think one of the really nice things that has happened lately, or maybe not lately, in the last few years, is that we do recognize that, like, because I feel, uh, having grown up a little bit mm. in Singapore, that this sort of mentality where you work yourself to death is celebrated mm. in, in some generations. And I don't think it really should because there's, there's no, I mean, I think in, in Japanese, there, there's even a word for it, right? Like where you work yourself to death. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost a matter of pride that like you don't leave work till 9 or 10 mm. p.m. Um, it's really unhealthy. So I think like 
the I think I've gone the other way now where I'm actually celebrating people who have healthy boundaries. Um, so for example, if I see my students or, or my, you know, or my registrar staying, you know, staying at, at, at the school till 9, 10 p.m. If the car's still there at like midnight and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is not sustainable. Let me show you take a break. Um, and I think that's quite important because I've seen the other side of it, basically. Absolutely. That's <laughs> such an important message to get out. Like, yeah. not even, even for just health professionals, but for everyone. Like, when you, you go everyone. and meet your friend yeah. and you're like, oh, how are you? Yeah. oh, I'm so busy. And you're kind of like, oh, but that's good. You know, like it's it's celebrated yes. to be busy. And if you're not busy and like you're like, oh, I'm not really doing a whole lot, it's like, oh, are you okay? You know, and it's so flipped. But then but then it but then it really should be like, exactly. oh good, good, good. You, you, yeah. you exactly. should take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Amanda, Neve and I grappled with this question because I think I really wanted to ask you, because I follow you like on on all the different social platforms and I always see that you are so well dressed but then we grappled with this question because we weren't sure if like if it would be like like a non-feminist question or like you know to to ask a woman who is so incredible and so accomplished about her clothes and you know her makeup and then we sort of had the discussion and we kind of thought actually no it's probably more sexist and to not ask the question (laughs) so I wear lots of colorful pants and I wear um you know lots of bright um bright patterned clothes to work and I think that's not the typical uniform or workwear that you would see a dentist wear and I know that for myself personally you know it, it leads to a lot of feedback um like maybe that I'm I'm too young or I'm not you know dressing appropriately for for the workplace which I also disagree with which is my really roundabout way of asking you. Um, do you ever receive any, like, not backlash, but do you ever receive any feedback on, on the way that you dress? I'm really glad that you asked yeah. me that question because okay. it's something that I've definitely faced mm. and something that I have received actually some, some backlash about. Um, where people do judge me on being, uh, you know, younger. I also think pe- I do get judged for for being female. Um, I think there's, I, I think the way that I dressed, I am quite proud of because I think sometimes it's an expression of me. It's a little bit of a celebration of like what I like. Um, I find that wearing brighter colors at work cheers me and my patients up as well. Um, so it is something that I definitely do feel that I do get judged on, um, you know, similar to how there was a news article a while ago about a medical professional who had tattoos and there was this big debate about whether it was okay or not. I mean, whether this doctor had tattoos or not doesn't impact on his ability to 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 actually be a good doctor. So I I think asking this question is something that I'm very actually proud to answer to tell you that I'm I do like the way that I dress. I have caught some flack about it, but I don't actually, you know, agree with that because I think people like, unless I'm naked, right, in the clinic, I, I think people should be <laughs> like, I don't think that that should be viewed <laughs> as a um, indication of how good of a specialist I actually am. And I do see a lot of young people, well, I'm generalizing, but I do see a lot of young people um, struggle with that. I watched actually a TikTok. <laughs> about a lawyer in about a lawyer in New York and she was talking about what she wears to work and like she's saying that look when she goes to a job interview she makes sure she wears like Tiffany and Co earrings because so it shows that she's like part of their crowd so she can be accepted and then she makes sure that she carries actually like a folder that has her name in Boston like um like that sort of stuff um and I feel that I totally get where she where she's coming from like Sometimes we dress in a way that we want people to perceive us, but wouldn't it be great if people would perceive us for what we actually do rather than, than what we wear? Um, yeah, so I find colour is a mood booster. Um, shopping is a little bit of my stress relief as well, <laughs> to be honest. So, like, yeah, so, you know, like, yes. I, I'm just naturally drawn Agreed. to colourful things as well. Um, and I think now more people are okay with it. Um, I do get comments um, every so often, but you know, I'm old enough now and confident enough now to tell them mm. like, oh, doesn't affect how I work. <laughs> yeah. You you touched briefly yeah. on, you know, um, people judging your outfits and all that and that you're young and you're female. How have you found that being a female has impacted yeah. um, in your impacted mm. you in your field of work and your career? Or if it has, like positives, negatives, um, just any 
it's a big question. It's a massive question, but um, you know, it just you touched on it a little bit there. It's hard because then sometimes, mm. you know, people have said to me that I'm playing, I'm playing the woman card. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think there has, I think mm-hmm. it all should be balanced because I think unfortunately in some cases, there's no, there's no winning. Um, a lot of times, so as you said, it is internalized miso- mis- misogyny. <laughs> I think both of us can't say that. Internalized misogyny. It's so hard to say. <laughs> where, um, yeah. where we may not necessarily be able to prove it, but yeah. like, for example, um, you know, I've had people um, share my family planning, uh, share my family planning in like big platforms um, and say things about it publicly. I mean, when I choose to have children really should have no impact on any of this. And the fact that it's evil, it was even mentioned, I feel is directly related to the fact that I'm female and I may be mm. thinking about starting a family. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I think there's, there's sort of these sort of things and I don't know. And I feel like I can't win because if I say like, look, that's not appropriate. And they're like, oh, you're playing the woman card. But <laughs> like, it's oh. not appropriate. Yeah. So so I think I think we still do have a little way to come. Um, mm. I do feel that we are quite lucky in dentistry in that there are a lot of females in dentistry. So at least female dentists are not a minority. Mm. Um, but it's something that I definitely do notice. And, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, what do you mean by gender pay gap? Like, uh, women dentists and male dentists mm. are, pay, are paid exactly the same amount but you know like there's there's, there's no difference there in, in 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 your sex but i'd be like you're not actually thinking about the years that a woman may take away to have kids if the effect on their on their yeah. super um so it, it is a very big question and, and i'm by no means an expert but i certainly have felt that people think that i'm um more frivolous so I do get accused uh, every so often that um you know that I am big on social media um, which which I do get because I do like social media I think it's very useful but that's not all I'm about like I may wear a colorful mm-hmm. dress and I may have an oral medicine Instagram but that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about mm. in terms of oral medicine or, or some things so I think sometimes there's a little bit of a tendency to put people in a little bit of a box as mm. well but again, like really hearteningly, um, we get a younger generation of people who are coming through that realizing that that's actually not okay. Mm. Um, and that, you know, I can have a glass of alcohol on the weekend and also still be a really good old medicine specialist. Cause mm. I think there was a study actually, I'm not sure if you guys um, remember this. Um, it was, I think a couple of years ago and they actually looked at um, doctors social media and I think the women who posted photos of them on the weekend having uh, wearing a bikini and having a glass of alcohol um, that they, they thought that it was um, inappropriate and they were and, and they were sanctioned for that whereas the males weren't and this was like a big medical journal and I think they had to retract it in the end but this was only last year or the year before so it wasn't even that wow. long ago yeah I, um, I don't yeah, remember that that blows my mind <laughs> Well, I'm trying to remember like like the specifics, mm. but you, you may have to look it up. But, you know, and that's why there's some uh, movement on social media as well, led by a few, you know, um, medical professionals that I respect. You know, there's the hashtag, I look like a surgeon. Like, you know, when you mm, think yes. of a surgeon, you might yeah. be thinking of like, you know, um, someone that you would traditionally see in TV shows. But actually, you know, your surgeon could be a tattooed female who wears colorful dresses. It doesn't impact on her ability to, to be a surgeon. Honestly, I mm. feel like I trust her more. Um, she seems more fun. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, interesting that you sort of bring that up because uh, when they do, um, oh, sorry, Neve, this is very dental. This this whole podcast has been a bit no, no. If if there's any questions, if you say something I don't understand, I will interrupt and go. No, for me and good. the listeners, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny that you mention it because I guess we do a dental survey with our association sort of every year or every every few years. I'm actually not sure how often it is, and um, I remember so like in the 90s even the average dentist was a a white male in their 30s or 40s that was the sort of norm and now if uh, nowadays the average dentist is actually a uh, female of Asian descent so uh, Amanda that's you and I yeah Um, which is really it's really cool to see that you know the the um there's a shift basically Mm. in the demographic Like, can I ask you, how many times have they thought that you're the nurse? All the time. Oh, yeah. all, no, nothing wrong with time. nurses. Nothing wrong. Like, like, I Absolutely love nothing nurses. wrong. No, but it's the fact They're that essential. they assume. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the underlying assumption 
um, behind and then like I've, I've seen patients before, and I introduce myself you know like I'm Dr. Manpunyuan I'm your own medicine specialist and then I'll do yeah. the examination for them we'll have the chat and they're like oh when's when's the doctor coming in and I'm yeah. like oh no no no, no I, I I am the doctor um, <laughs> actually I have a question that sort of relates to this because I'm I'm scared of using my title I have friends that have given me feedback that it's bit of a wanky thing to do but when I'm at work sometimes I feel like that's the only thing distinguishing me from you know not being the nurse I guess how do you feel about embracing the use of the title doctor Hmm. so I do think that it is individual so it is up to you I do think that it's important because you've you've worked hard for that title we are legitimately allowed to use it so you're not using something that you're not entitled to um, I do tell my colleagues or you know my um, my the therapists that I work with or the nurses reception that um, in private call me a man call me anything you know call, call me Amanda call me monkey like it's fine but in front of yeah. <laughs> but but in front of patients I do feel that if they do say Dr. Amanda it does help um, yeah. yeah so um especially if there are patients that I do feel I do need to establish some trust yeah so I do so I do um ask that they do call me that I think it's okay to draw boundaries like I don't think I'm being overly pretentious or wanky about it like in in a social setting you can call me anything but I think in a professional setting it it does it does help yeah so I I think if you're comfortable doing it I you've you've worked hard for it so yeah absolutely there's no problem with you using it I think I think that's good feedback. I think um, I, I I by no means make my friends call me Dr. Caitlin or anything oh, like that. I don't have to call you Dr. Caitlin anymore. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. But um, I I definitely I I had some feedback about like I was in um I was in a local newspaper um and the newspaper printed my title as Miss Caitlin Huang and it was talking oh. about me being a dentist and I sort of raised it to. Um, some of my friends at the time, and I was like, oh, like, oh, I probably should have said something. I, I guess I, you know, didn't realise I had to tell her that a dentist is a, you know, a doctor. Um, but I did have this sort of gut feeling that if I had been a, a man, that it wouldn't have been a question. It would have just been done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think someone also posted something um, that I read something somewhere where there was someone posted it that... Um, you know, when, when people apply for, for a job, I think men apply for jobs mm-hmm. when they when they meet like 50% of the job criteria and women only apply yes. if they fit like 80 or 90%. I can't remember the exact details, but it was basically a long time. And I, I think it's true. I, I think sometimes females do, I mean, not not all, but I think um, males do time. tend to sometimes oversell women, mm. sometimes undersell. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we um we've talked about this extensively but essentially the <laughs> the quote that we use is that men go for the jobs they're underqualified for whereas women mm-hmm. go for jobs that they're overqualified for mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. lastly just to finish us off uh do you have any advice for women considering pursuing um the same pathway as you to become an oral medicine specialist Hmm. I mean, I have said before that I do think we are a little bit more privileged in dentistry that there are a lot of female dentists. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it's still an issue, but it seems to be less of an issue compared to some other, uh, you know, allied health and, and medical pathways that I see. I think basically my biggest advice is just to surround yourself with good people whose opinions that you can trust. Because, you know, when some of these things happen to me or to other people, I check in with my mentors and people that I trust with my husband. And I ask like, am I being unreasonable or is this actually something? And if they go, no, mm. you're being unreasonable. Then I'll think about it. I was like, okay, maybe I was being really unreasonable. Or if it's actually something, then don't be afraid to speak up. Mm. Um, you know, like you don't have to make like a big public announcement about it. But I think if you think of the fact that you don't want this to happen to anyone else, um, actually mm. saying something about it is a good idea because sometimes people don't even mean it. They just said it without realizing. And you can still in a very mm. nice way highlight it so they're less likely to do it next time. So yeah, surround yourself mm. with good people. And if you feel that it's the right thing to do, um, don't be afraid to say something about it. Absolutely. Fantastic what wonderful advice. advice. I reckon we can squeeze in that last question, Caitlin. <laughs> um, okay. What is the most common advice that you give patients or what's something that our listeners can take away that you would like to tell them? Yeah, uh, for patients is that if, if in doubt, check it out. Um, I do have some patients mm. who who do have a tendency to 
underplay some of their symptoms or sometimes they're not sure or they think it's not really a big deal um even though check it out like for me i do pride myself on being quite accessible um to colleagues to friends to patients um phone is not always that easy for example if i'm at work but you know you can always email in and say look um that ulcer that was there a year ago has come back again um should this be checked out so i i think i i think that's really important um, because, for example, I see patients with lichen planus, which is a potentially pre-malignant condition. I have to review these patients for life to make sure that things aren't changing, uh, if they've got pre-cancer or something like that. And I feel sometimes really bad if patients don't come back anymore, because I don't know if I've mm-hmm. actually explained to them why it's so important that they do. So even now, check it out and know that if you have any questions, you always have the right to get it clarified. So if patients ask me, mm-hmm. why do I have to keep coming back? Like, please ask me because then I can explain to you why. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. When in doubt, check it out. Yeah. Oh, a great saying from the coolest, most colorful wearing tooth gem oh. oral medicine <laughs> specialist that we've ever had on Ladies Who Health. Oh, and that we ever will have on Ladies Who Health. And that we ever will have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amanda, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you this afternoon. Thank you so much for giving up your time. It has just been so inspirational. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And Amanda, if our listeners want to find you on social media, if they want to check out your platforms, where can they find you? Uh, Yes. So on Instagram, um, I am at Oral Medicine Oral Pathology. And on Facebook, I am on uh, A Spoonful of Oral Medicine. Very cute name. Yeah, because that's full full of sugar, right? But not really sugar. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) I'm going to go treat myself to listening to Mary Poppins now after this. Oh, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like, I I really had a great time. Um, I, I hope it was helpful. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ladies Who Health. As always, you can find us at Ladies Who Health on Instagram. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that podcasts are found, I think, but I'm not sure. Where the podcasts live. Um. Where the podcasts live, exactly. <laughs> they hide out, they sleep, they get created and then they merge <laughs> usually on Tuesdays fortnightly, but also when things are busy in our lives, sometimes a Thursday and you know what, any other day of the week too. We're not making promises. This isn't a job. This is just fun. <laughs> and all of our domestic and international listeners oh, all uh, the international listeners all international thanks listeners. for tuning in honestly Thank you so much but also yeah we'll get the episodes out when we can get them out um yeah like it's like fortnightly ish you know yeah absolutely yeah. emphasis on the ish <laughs> emphasis yeah. on the ish bish <laughs> <laughs> swish wish bish I don't know. Let's stop that. Um, And of course, the best way to support the podcast is if you can give us uh, five stars or a sneaky review if you would like to, but really word of mouth. So as always, if you liked us, tell your friends. If you didn't like us, tell your enemies. But also just, you can just listen as well. That's also okay. Thank you again so much. No, that's not okay. (laughs) You have to, you have to tell your friends. You have to tell your, um, your enemies, because if you don't tell your friends and you don't tell your enemies, we may not be able to continue. I think we'll continue anyway. I'm kidding, it's fine. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You can um, <laughs> just do what you want to do. Because we do love what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I would like to say like a huge thanks to Amanda because I have followed her and her career for quite some time, pretty much since I was a, a student myself. And I have found her an inspiration so to have her on the podcast is really incredible really enjoyed that and as i say in wayne's world we're not worthy we're not worthy all right see you next time thanks for listening bye see you bye